I want somebody to define this congregation. That's it, Charlie. This congregation is not defined by nationality. It's not defined by race or color. It's not defined by ethnicity. It's not defined by age. It's not defined by geographic location. It's defined by a love of Messiah. And in the diversity that is in this congregation, there is unity. Because as I've said before, without diversity, there is no unity. It's just uniformity. And I don't know about you, but that's boring. And so I'm thankful for this congregation. For its picture of what I think heaven's going to be like. People from every race, creed, color, height, stature, left, right, up, down. All in love with the king. Amen? Amen. Okay, so for my message. In conclusion. <laughs> no, I, I do want to hit just the highlights. And, and I know it's, it's, it's already time you know, to leave. But I, I just want to be real brief because there's a couple of points um, that I want to bring out in regard to this notion of thanksgiving. This notion of thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to be reading uh, from two places. The first is Philippians. The second is First Thessalonians. Um, in Philippians, Paul basically writes a thank you letter. That's what he does. And his, his whole point is that the only thing that keeps us together is our unity in Messiah. So if you will, stand with me as I read God's word. Philippians chapter 1, I'm going to be reading verses 1 to 11. Paul and Timothy, servants of Yeshua HaMashiach, to all the saints in Mashiach Yeshua who are in Philippi, with the bishops and the deacons, with the elders and the Shamashim. In other words, to everybody. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you with all joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Yeshua HaMashiach, just as right for me to think of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in defense and confirmation of the good news, you are all partakers with me of grace." For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Yeshua HaMashiach. And this I pray, that your love may, be, may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Messiah, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Yeshua HaMashiach, to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Be seated, please. And again, this 40-minute sermon is going to be about 10, so you may have to take some notes and look it up later. I want to concentrate on one verse, the time that I have. That's verse 10. That you may approve the things that are excellent. The things 
that are excellent. And so how do you approve the things that are excellent? Well, I've got four points for you. Point number one. In order to be filled with the Spirit, you need to be emptied of all else. In order to be filled with the Spirit, you need to be emptied of all else. There is no place for excellence if the world is your treasure. Point number two. In every decision that you make, discovering God's will comes from reading God's word and doing it and doing it and doing it. There's a reason God wrote scripture. And it wasn't for his good pleasure. It was for our understanding. I know it's an old acronym, but it's as true today as it ever was. It's basic instruction before leaving earth. That's what the Bible stands for. Basic instruction before leaving earth. And in every decision that we make, there is information in God's word to help us live that excellent life. Point number three. We have to understand that God's power shines through our weakness. God's power shines through our weakness. I'm reminded that in a way, kind of like Charlie, when they told me that I was supposed to plant a congregation, I said, who, me? And then when they told me I was supposed to be a congregational leader, I said, who, me? And then when they told me I was supposed to be assistant director of the ministry in Israel, I said, me, Ani? See, I knew Hebrew by then. Who, me? And then when we came back to the States, and, and Son of David was in need of a congregation, and Dennis and Tina Karp, and Son of David was in need of a leader, and Dennis and Tina Karp were in need of a congregation, it was God putting together, please understand this, I don't have time to explain it, a broken missionary and a broken congregation to form something that was all of him and none of us. In order to see the greatness of God and his shining power, we have to admit our weakness and embrace it. That's part of what excellence is also. And finally, we need to lose selfish ambition in order to be in Messiah. We need to lose selfish ambition in order to be in Messiah. Not about me, Paul said. It's all about him. And I think we can make that same statement as well. Not about us, but all about him. And so in light of that, I want you to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And I want to re-educate many of us on a verse that is absolutely misunderstood. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 16, 17, and 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Messiah Yeshua. Well, it's easy to pray without ceasing. I mean, you do have to take some time out to eat every once in a while. But I don't know about you, prayer has become part of my life, not something I do in the morning. 
Dana and Phyllis and I had a wonderful time of prayer before services this morning, and we discussed the fact that prayer is not the beginning of the battle. Prayer is the battle. And if we are not a praying people, we are losing people. So that's a very understandable verse. Rejoice always. We just had a half an hour of rejoicing, did we not? Giving thanks for miracles, economic miracles, physical miracles. Giving thanks for a family that we feel comfortable with. Giving thanks for Shabbat. Giving thanks for spouses. But what about that next one? In everything, give thanks. Do you know what the important word is there? In. Please listen. It does not say, for everything, give thanks. And why is that important? I am not thankful when my car breaks down. Is anybody thankful? I am not thankful for big things and little things. Like when it's 6.15 in the morning and the dog needs to be walked and it's pouring rain outside. I am not thankful for that. I was not thankful when my wife got diagnosed with cancer. Joseph was not thankful when he found Christine unconscious in the bathroom. Kip was not thankful when his dad passed away. I was not thankful in my past when I lost a job. It doesn't say... Be thankful for everything. It says be thankful in everything. And why can we be thankful in everything? Because as I said in the drosh, you live in the moment, but you look to the future. In the midst of a wife who was suffering from cancer, I knew that he had her under his umbrella. And all I had to do was give thanks. In the midst of a son who still suffers terribly from Lyme disease. I know that in the midst of the effects that it has on his nervous system. On his hormonal system. I still have a God. Who loves him even more than I can imagine myself loving him. How many people right here this morning are going through a real bad trial are you happy for the trial no but be happy that the God of creation knows where you're at be happy that he doesn't give you any temptation beyond which you are capable of handling and when you're not capable of handling it he gives you a way out and by the way it's not an exit door it's an entrance door into the presence of God I sometimes have um, deep discussions with my son, Sam, my youngest son. You know, the one I have to look up to when I talk to him. (laughs) He's a deeply, deeply spiritual young man who's not comfortable coming to congregation. I'm not happy about that. I don't give thanks for that. But I give thanks that God is in his heart. 
and he's in God's identity. And two summers ago, he led one of his friends to the Lord on a beach in North Carolina. I'm not happy for his disease. I'm not happy for his non-attendance. I'm not thankful for that. But in that, I'm thankful for the God who's got everything under control. I'm not thankful that the sales contract for the Norbeck Road uh, property fell through. Guess what? God's got a buyer. It would have been nice if it would have been handled real quick, just like that. But God's got a buyer. He's in control. You see, when we look at our circumstances and allow the circumstances to define who we are, what we are, and what we think then we've lost sight of the promises of God. I love the song we sang this morning. Remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, O God. What a wonderful thing to be thankful for. And oh, by the way, his promise is not determined by our circumstance. His promise is not determined by our income. His promise is not determined by our position in the company that we work for. His promise is not determined by our physical condition, our mental condition, our hormonal condition. His promise is determined by his promise. His word. That's his promise. And this is the promise we all have and can give thanks for if we are his and he is ours. Right now. Our Savior is seated at the right hand of God, interceding for us for stuff we don't even know we need to be praying for, and preparing a place. And that place has good plumbing, and good electrical work, and the circuit breakers don't go off, and the pipes don't freeze at night, and the roof doesn't leak when the rainy season comes. And I think there's a heavenly lawn keeper. And so on this Shabbat, as we give thanks for so many things, I want to make sure that we give thanks for the promises of God. That we give thanks that it doesn't matter if we're tall or small, wide or thin, black or white, yellow or tan, African or American, Hispanic or Vietnamese or Egyptian, we can be one family in him. And I thank him for Shabbat. Oh, wait till that series. I'm thankful that in him we can rest from our works just as he rested from his. Let's pray. Avinu Malkinu, it ain't right that only one day of the year is called Thanksgiving. Every day of the year is a day of Thanksgiving for in all things, in all things, we give thanks to you for your word, your promise, and your son. We thank you for Son of David Congregation. We thank you for Chosen People Ministries that partners with us. 
We thank you for provision. We thank you for this building. We thank you for what you're going to do in 2020 in and through this congregation. In all things, Lord, come hell or high water, our thanks are to you always. We pray in the name of our Messiah, Yeshua. Let's all say together, Amen.